Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome, Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's an auction for government computers, police evidence, general surplus, and more featuring bicycles, workout equipment, golf clubs, computers, tools, and more. Auction is open at RollerAuction.com. If you're interested in upcoming auctions, they have a lot of them that we don't even talk about on the air. Go to RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning. How was your weekend? I was good. How was your extended uh, weekend uh, did, out of town? Did you miss me? Yes, tremendously. Uh, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, it was good. <laughs> nice little quick getaway to Sacramento. Yep. And uh, saw our youngest son, and he seems to be doing well and in good shape and had fun. And come back, and now it's President's Day. I, President's Day is an odd one for me. Why do we have a President's Day, really, when you get right down to it? I mean, we're not going to have a House of Representatives Day. Well, no, or with the, with Senate the, Day. With even. the type of work that they do, they yeah. shouldn't be celebrated for anything. Do we have a D- Department of Justice Day? Do we ever have Justice Day? Well, I think the president is a little different than the other it, branches. It is, but do you think Millard Fillmore is getting the same love as, like, you know, Abe Lincoln? To me, you know what? For as bad as a president might be in office, it's one hell of an accomplishment to be elected as a president. Well, there's one that I might take exception to, but no, you, other you, than you, that, you, you yeah, understand with, what I mean. I do. You generally respect the office, right? Yes, I would agree. Uh, real quick, kind of like um, the shot clock. I have as much interest is in spending a lot of time on the NBA All Star Game as I do by giving it a 30 second shot clock, and that's as much time as we need to really talk about it. So. You get 15 seconds. I get 15 seconds. Let's move on. Unless you feel we should go longer. 397 points collectively. Yeah. That's all you really need to know about the alleged game. Yeah. Um, the best part of the weekend, and I saw it here and there, was the Steph yeah. um, Ionescu three-point. She was great. She was great. And, and a terrific writer. I mean, when she, when Ionescu wrote um, Rhinoceros, I thought that was fantastic. Uh, boy, that is, you are really going, that's kind of like yeah. William Saroyan and the skin of your teeth. I well, mean, I, you know. well, I did read that book. Yeah. Yeah. Forced to, really, in college, but anyway, I digress. Yeah. Yes, but, well, that's okay. I, I mean, it was, it really, not much, I, very uninteresting to yeah. me. Very uninteresting. I'll give you two quick thoughts. Um, I found it interesting, and I don't want to be that guy and complain that my guy's getting slighted. Um, LeBron James was the last Western Conference All-Star to be introduced. Oh, God, here we go. All right, well, give it to me. What do you got? So they introduced the All-Stars, right? Yeah. They do the reserves. Then they did... uh, SGA is right. the first starter. Then Doncic is the second starter. The third starter was Jokic. Jokic. Then Durant. Then LeBron. LeBron is the best of the bunch historically. Well, 20th All Star game. He should be recognized last. That makes sense to me. Okay. 
Durant should not be ahead of Jokic or behind him, whatever you want to call it. Durant, then LeBron. No, Jokic, then LeBron. That's the way it should work. Jokic is a better player, period. Okay. He's a two-time All-Star. He's won a champ, a championship. Two-time, me, two-time MVP. MVP. To me, he is more accomplished. Six-time All-Star, right? And I don't care about the number of All-Star games. Okay. Finally, for people talking about, oh, man, they didn't play any defense, and it it, it, it wasn't competitive. Here, I have, a, I have a, a message to all of you. Brett, I saw you in back kind of like, yeah, you were upset about it, right? Come, come over to the mic. Were you upset a little bit about that it wasn't competitive and that there wasn't enough defense played? Are you one of those guys? Well, I just think that the people that uh, say that, have you never watched it before? Yeah. There's nothing new. It, okay. it, it is what it is. This is how I would sum it up to all of them. If you are walking into Applebee's expecting fine dining, be prepared to be disappointed. It's the same thing with the All-Star game. Although there are a lot of pretty good chefs on the fo- on the floor. I understand that. But at the end of the day, they're not really trying. They're just playing offense and firing up threes from wherever and alley-oops. You want to fix the All-Star game? People keep saying, I don't know how to fix the All-Star game. There's nothing. We- There's absolutely something that can be done. 100%. Make it the international players against the Americans. That would be record television ratings. Yeah, it'd be good. It wouldn't be good. It would be great. It'd be record television ratings. And if the Americans don't want to play, feel free to get your ass kicked in front of the entire world. Which might happen anyway. It, I understand. But there will be some serious pride, specifically from the international players, to play every minute of that game. We all know uh, about the Redeem team and how long it, long it took them to you know, win Olympic gold and, you know, not not winning worlds and so yeah, on and so forth. Sure. Hey, LeBron, you want to feel that way again like you did when, when you finished with the bronze medal in the Olympics? I'm not suggesting they should hold the NBA All-Star Americans should hold a camp because the international players are not going to be doing that either. You want a game that's going to be loaded with competitiveness? That would do it. End of story. There's no other way to do it. I was watching, I, I and in truth, I watched. It's more than 30 seconds, clearly. By the way, bits, t- bits. Time, time not for the lead. Oh, my God. Then, then finish what you got. The lead is presented is by lead, Smoke and Dave's yeah. Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. I watched a little bit of the first quarter really for more for, for two reasons. One, to see how engaged Nikola Jokic was going to be. Yeah. And the answer was relatively engaged. And then B was holding my breath, making sure that he didn't roll, turn an ankle, do something silly. And then I, I chuckled at myself for even being concerned about it because no one was doing enough no. to really accelerate enough to have an injury like that. So it is what it was, an exhibition and... You know, if you like seeing Dame Lillard shooting from just inside home, you know, half court, then you you got to see what you wanted to see. It was fine. You know, it's just nothing. It's not appointment viewing for me ever. This is the type of game that matches well with Jokic's game. He's not a high flyer who's going to come screaming through the lane with an alley-oop dunk. 
He's not a guy who's going to be taking half-court threes. No. He's a terrific passer, and he did exactly in this game what you would expect him to do. Yeah. Every time he got the ball, he basically tried to pass it, tried to find the open guy. We yeah. have seen this movie before. He got 13 points by mistake. Right. and and Because and, he was wide open. Right. And, and passed the ball from underneath the basket when all he had to do was lay it up. But I will tell you something. Whew, NBA fans were oohing and aahing on Twitter when you had that no-dribble fast break between Jokic and Doncic. Where they, like it was like 1960s Indiana high school basketball. Don't let the ball touch the floor. And they went up and they went up and down, and then you know, Jokic had a great pass. Yeah. It was kind of cool to see. It, it was cool. There were a couple of moments that were fine, yeah. and you expect that from the great from a collection of the greatest players right. in the game who understand that it is an exhibition, and people have got to get their money's worth. Apparently, Adam Silver said to the players, "Please make this a game. Yeah, Can we please make this competitive? Just just do something that that makes it fun." And that people want to be a part of. Of course, when you have a bunch of guys who are making that much money, they usually don't listen to the commissioner. Or anyone else, right? And and I'll tell you something. I watched a little bit of the fourth quarter just to see if it would be competitive. Because it was such a rout in the fourth quarter, You weren't. there wasn't going to be any type of competitiveness. The game was so lopsided. It's not as if the West was suddenly going to start playing defense. If it was a close game, Maybe you would have had it. There is one sport that the all-star game works for, and that's baseball. Other than that. Correct. Whatever. But basketball's number two. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and the only, first of all, we'll take football out of the equation. The only reason why basketball is more competitive, I think, than hockey is because hitting is such a big part of hockey. Hockey, And that's completely taken out. As it should be. And when you look at basketball you can say well playing defense you know that's a part of it and that's taken out well defense is taken out in football basketball and hockey and no one's paying to watch an nba game for guys breaking down in the half court slapping the you know the floor and playing defense wouldn't you rather see that though well i mean i'd rather see a bunch of uncontested dunks you would rather see a game both of us. Would. Well, I would rather see a game. I wouldn't pay for. I wouldn't pay to go see an all-star game. I, I just wouldn't. Right. I, I just it it no. Defensive games are always more fun to me. Well, to compa- watch. by saying the defensive game, that's code for competitive game in an all-star game. It's competitive. Yeah, but I mean that means both yeah. sides are trying. Is all I'm saying. Both sides are giving an effort. Coming up after the break. NFL free agency less than four weeks away. And uh, there are four guys that the Broncos need to make a decision on. How many of those guys do you think are coming back? And if they don't come back, how big of a drop-off is it going to be with their replacements? That's next. You can rely on the old man, buddy, it's a bitch, girl.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Wednesday, there's an auction for government computers, police evidence, general surplus, including bikes, workout equipment, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Paramount Siding and Windows. The weather's going to be really nice this week, and maybe you'll start to think about spring cleaning and improving your house. And if you do... Paramount Siding and Windows, absolutely the place to go to. You need new windows. They have top-of-the-line stuff, specifically stuff that will help make your home more energy efficient. And if you want to make your outside of your house look better. You know, they have all different types of siding, all different price points. Go down to their newly done showroom, which is fantastic. Or they can come to you if you would like. Go to ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Paramount Siding and Windows. Paramount Siding and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. NFL free agency, less than four weeks away. Broncos certainly have some decisions to make about their own guys. Specifically, let me know if I'm leaving anybody out. Josie Jewell, Lloyd Cushenberry, P.J. Locke, and Adam Troutman. George Payton has already said there won't be any day one splashes like last year. They don't have the money to do it before this whole Russell thing eventually happens. They're already roughly, depending on who you read, about $24 million over the cap. I'm guessing Justin Simmons, they're going to ask him to restructure. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Broncos only have six draft picks as well. Rank these free agency, rank these free agents, the four, unless is there somebody else I'm missing. I think that Lloyd Cushenberry is the most likely to be gone. I oh. think Josie Jewell very soon after that. I think P.J. Locke and Adam Troutman are likely to be back. Oh, I would not say that about P.J. Locke. Really? No. All right. I think he's looking at a contract between 5 and $8 million a year. Mm. Easy. Mm. Remember something, and this is a couple of things. One, when he played, he was really good. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, there are a lot of defensive, like in on offense, where there are lots of different schemes offensively that kind of mirror or mimic or take pieces of the Shanahan offense, Uh right? Yeah. You have a lot of defenses out there because he's been with so many teams that have pieces of Vic Fangio's offense. Look at all the teams he's been with, right? P.J. Locke understands the Vic Fangio scheme. Mm -hmm. That makes him more attractive as a plug-and-play not to mention the guy is really stinking good. He is. If you're telling me that the Broncos can afford him between, say, something like six and eight million, then yes, I think there's a chance he's coming back. But I think that's going to roughly be his price tag. Hmm. And is, generally is he, speaking, is he a starter for the Broncos? Absolutely. Who's really? star- so? Caden Stearns doesn't start over him when he's healthy. You you can't count on Caden Stearns. Well, okay. You can't count on. Listen. Who would start? I love Caden Stearns. You know that. Yes, I do. Okay. And he told me at the end of the season, he thinks he will be ready to go before the start of training camp. We will see. Who would start? 
I'm good with either, to be honest. Yeah, with I you. just don't know who they value more as a as an as an everyday player. I can tell you who they value more. It's very easy. Okay, they value PJ a lot because he has ability and availability. Caden mm-hmm. Stearns has a lot of ability. Yep, really smart football player, high football IQ, but his availability is always in question. So now that I've laid it out, who do you think they believe in more? Mm. PJ Lott. Probably. Yes, absolutely. But uh, that's why he's going to get that type of money. And the question is, do you, do you I, I, I'm not sure I see him as an $8 million player, but, but, but I, we'll I, see. I said that high end. Yeah. High end. Yeah. So what would he get? It would not surprise me if he landed a deal because of his age. What is he about? 25, maybe. If that, I think he's probably looking at a deal. But remember, you don't pay safeties as much, right? They're not uh, they're not as high a valued player. He's twenty seven, so let's say he gets a four year deal, four year deal at roughly thirty. Sounds about right to me. Hmm. Yep. Okay. I don't know what the signing bonus would be. The point is, can the Broncos afford to bring him back? Probably not at that. Okay, and who do you replace him with? Yes, you can replace him with Stearns. Well, you've got you've got if you believe in Skinner, you know. Well, there's nothing to believe in. He didn't play really. Well, he played a fair amount down the stretch on special teams. He wasn't drafted. Well, Well, all these guys start on special teams. PJ Locke didn't just show up and start playing. But he was a starting safety in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So let's not talk about guys who are on special teams and, wow, can they turn out to be a starter at their position? I don't know about Skinner. Nobody knows about Skinner. They might know about him in practice. Mm-hmm. But the point is, I have no idea. About, I have no idea about Forsyth either. Okay? No. So, so with that, P.J. Locke would be a starting safety on this team. I think he'd be a starting safety on a lot of teams. If they lose Locke because they cannot afford him, what do you do? Yes, you can start Caden Stearns if he doesn't get injured again. Sure. Then what? Kareem Jackson is not walking back through the door. No. For a lot of different reasons. Right. Now you don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it would be great to bring him back. I don't know if the Broncos will have the space to afford him. He is not a day one signing on free agency. He is certainly more of a day two guy. He may love Denver. He may want to give a hometown discount. But I think that he will get paid, not record numbers, but he'll get paid on the free agent, free agent market. Lloyd Cushenberry to me is the guy that is gone. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and he would he would lead the the pack for me, and I think Josie Jewell is is very close behind. Uh, Josie Jewell will not be back next year. Well, after I don't the, think. Well, you were gone. I don't know if you read that Jonas Griffith is coming back now. I, do know that. Okay, yeah. with that. And then you have Drew Sanders. Mm-hmm. Drew Sanders is a ways away. Hate to break it to you. They don't even know what position he is. They don't even know what position well, he I is. Well, I think the fact that he can play either position right. is a good thing, not a bad thing. Right. Right? I mean, he's got versatility. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I don't know much about Alex Forsythe. Anybody who says... They really know how good Alex Forsyth is going to be. I think they like Alex Forsyth. Fine. That, that's all we really I, need to I know. Think that, I think that's great. <clears throat> who who do I think would be more important to bring back? Cushionberry mm-hmm. or Jewel? I could probably make a case for both. The problem with Cushionberry is he is not strong enough to handle big nose guards. 
big defensive tackles. But he's mobile. He's good. <clears throat> and, and he's intelligent at the line of scrimmage. And he will get paid. Yes. Make no mistake about it. He will. The Broncos are out on the Cushionberry market. No, yes. Because some team is going to be willing to pay him. Yeah. He's gone. Josie, I'm not so sure if teams are really going to be able to break the bank for him or give him a lot of money. But he's absolutely a tackling machine. Yep. A guy who always funnels towards the ball. Yep. When somebody's running, he's a very valuable player. So I agree with you. I think it would be Josie and Cushionberry. More than likely gone. Think about what George Payton said at his press conference at the end of the year. He talked about free agency and then mentioned a bunch of young guys. Yep. Ironically, the three young guys that he mentioned happen to be guys who are likely going to replace these players that we are talking about. That's exactly right. And mentioned Forsyth, mentioned Sanders, mentioned Skinner, mentioned, you know, Riley Moss. Yes who I do think will be a good player. I do. Yeah. But 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 there's nothing to there's nothing firm to indicate that other than he's an athlete, he runs well, seems to be pretty smart. He's certainly a tough-minded player, right? So, uh, you know, we'll wait but, but really at this point what else can the Broncos really think or say or do at this point. They better believe in their young guys because that's the options that they've got, right? When you look at their draft class as a whole, it doesn't grade out well. It just doesn't. It doesn't grade out well from every grade I have seen nationally, although Mm -hmm. I don't put a lot of stock in the national guys. Yeah. But let's really be honest. We know that Mims played at a high level in special teams. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else? Jaleel McLaughlin was not a draft pick. That's why he is not on anybody's draft list. Right. Right? Yep. So, I mean, who's really played that made any type of impact? Nobody. Drew Sanders. He did? I, I, I think I that, don't remember his name being called a lot. Boy, he was pretty good the last few weeks of the season. Well, then. <laughs> so, then I mean, he, he was pretty good. So, um, then, then he, then he. Um, I think he's, you may not think he's a guy. I, I think he's a guy. I didn't say that he isn't a guy. What I'm saying is. I didn't see anything that he did that was mildly impactful. Hmm. Okay. In really well. No, that's fine. Well, well, tell me. I mean, educate me on what he did uh, that that is so impactful. All I know is I, I know was writing has, his name down a lot more than I was early earlier in the season. I know that so. he is talented. I know that he is talented. I am with you on that. I think he's going to be a good player for them. Good. I hope he and is. He, and, and, and we don't know whether he's going to be inside, whether he's going to be outside. I think that's a strength for him, not a deterrent. Right. Um, the fact that he played and got snaps and was active, I think, shows you where they feel about him on that defense. This is what he did last year, okay? He played in all 17 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had 24 tackles. One less than Mike Purcell, who's a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. And Sanders played in one more game. He had a tackle for a loss, and he recovered a fumble. Good. I know he has talent. I'm not debating that. All I'm saying is we really haven't seen much. So when you look at this overall draft class, Mm -hmm. what have they done besides Mims? Nothing. No. Zero. And they're counting on a lot of these guys to be part of the picture this year. Maybe they'll be great for all I know. I'm just saying there is an unknown. 
Adam Troutman, I think he, believe it or not, is a priority to bring back. Yeah, I think he Priority. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Adam Troutman, unlike a lot of players in this league, understand their role. They uh, He understands his role. He understands his limitations. <coughs> he knows that he is not an every down tight end to be catching the ball. Mm-hmm. He knows he is not an every down tight end to be blocking. But he is very much in the Sean Payton camp. Yep. He's a good player to have on your team. No question. With Dulcich's constant injuries, he is the most consistent two-way tight end that they have on the roster, meaning catching and blocking, and, oh, by the way, he will come cheap. Yes. One to two million, I think he's more than happy to have that. We'll see what happens with Lucas Kroll. Yeah. Because at this point, you can't. I mean, you can't count on Greg Dulcich. No, you you just can't. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they draft the tight end in the nope. fourth or fifth round. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Right. So. No, I'm with you. I mean, they have. You got. You got to talk up your young guys because that's the they they have no other choice. They're going to draft six or seven or whatever they end up with, depending on when they trade, if they trade back, um, or when they pick, or when if they trade back off that pick, whatever the case is, six, seven, whatever the number is, you've got to hit on some of these younger guys to be competitive, period. Right. I mean, that's it. And and you're right. You're going to lose Lloyd Cushenberry. So you better hope that, you know, that that you've got guys walking through the door that can plug and play not going to be as good as Lloyd Cushenberry, you know. So they've got challenges, and that's where they are with this salary cap situation. Coming up after the break, we've talked about is Russell Wilson going to be back next season. Well, there was another indication that he is not going to be back next season. Also, last week we talked about the odds on where Russell Wilson might end up. Well, the team that is in the league doesn't appear, at least publicly, to be interested at all. That's next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's an auction for government fleet vehicles. Um, or not government fleet vehicles, but government computers, police evidence, general surplus, and more featuring bicycles, workout equipment, golf clubs, computers, and more. Auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. 
What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to rollerauction.com slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Well, with the way things are shaping up, you can make the case who made the worst investment. Russell Wilson and his wife in a $25 million home in which at this point they've lived there 23 months. Apparently, while it's not officially on the market, they are showing it. Or the Broncos who invested in Russell Wilson. How do you put a $25 million home on the market? You just put a sign there. I mean, did you, you throw it on the MLS? For sale by owner? Well, I mean, I, how does that work? I don't know if they need to save the money to go FISBO. Right. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you right now, it is my understanding they overpaid for it anyway because they wanted it. They had the money. So what? But Exactly. But you're not going to get your return on investment in 23 months. Mm-mm. And by the way, if you're a contractor or a builder out there, feel free to call the show. Rarely do we open the phone lines. Would somebody please explain to me why a builder would build a home with four bedrooms and 12 bathrooms? Yeah, that's really disproportionate gobbledygook. It, to me, it's kind of like every tenant gets three fire hydrants to pee on. You only need one. I mean, let's do the math here. Four bedrooms, 12. That's three per room. So what do you do? You you stand at the toilet and then you space it out in thirds? How does that work? I don't know. Maybe the original owners were incontinent. I don't know. I can't make it. Thank God there's one closer. Here it is. Pivot. Right. It's another one. Right. That's a lot of that's a lot of toilet paper. A lot of towels to to hang, man. And a lot of toilet paper to buy. You better be shopping at Costco so you can get that stuff in bulk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most packs of toilet paper are like at twelve anyway. So you buy one pack and it's one for each bathroom. You gotta buy multiple, multiple packs, unless of course you shop at Costco where you can get five hundred rolls of toilet paper. A uh, seven thousand uh, pound bag of shrimp and an armoire, and not all toilet paper is made alike. No, it's not. You better you better have a good game plan for your toilet paper, right? And don't put it in with the full with the with the fold and the pull on the lower part. Make sure it's over the top. They do that here. It's, here, it, it's on the bottom. Generally speaking, it's like what are you doing? Generally speaking. This is how you know you have walked into a house that has children. There are a lot of different ways to know this. Mm-hmm. One room is constantly messy yeah. with, you know, pictures of princesses on the wall. That would kind of give it away. That might. But this is how you know that you're living in a house with kids. If it's a married couple, there's always one room in the house, specifically the bathroom, that always has an empty spool of toilet paper. Because that's the kids' bathroom. Because the synapses just don't fire. That when you see the cardboard as a child, hmm, it might be time to reload. Yeah, the uh, the toilet paper fairy is going to change it for you. Here's the other thing that I love. We're getting so sidetracked here. No, the, not the, really. The, this is the other thing that kids do. It, it is, and my daughter does it all the time. My stepdaughter, who's my daughter. She does this all the time as well. If there's like a bag of chips in the house, they'll leave two chips in that bag. Uh-huh. Okay. 
They won't throw it away. Kind of like I really didn't need it at all. Right. Yeah. What you're saying? You're saying those two extra chips would have filled you up. Mm. So either a you're going to save it for later, or maybe mom or dad would like the two chips. It's the same thing like with a box of cookies. There's always one cookie. I didn't left. take the last one. That's right. Yeah. Good I, for you. I just want you to know, I was saving it for you. <laughs> no, you weren't. You just didn't want to pivot and turn around and throw it in the garbage can. So that's how you know there are kids in the house. So is this the loudest statement yet about because you know this is this is Team Russ putting this information out there? Yeah. Period. Why does it even matter? I mean, why does it? What are they trying to gain uh, who by? Who knows? What they're forcing the Broncos' hand? Uh, no, but it just—it's got—it's got Team Russ written all over it. Yeah. To me, to me, it does. Sometimes, I, I, sometimes they're a little bit like Baghdad Bob, aren't they? <laughs> I hadn't thought of it in quite those terms, it's, but it's, I suppose so. I mean, all franchises, you know leak stuff, put stuff out there to make themselves look better. Of course. Or there's, you know, there's an undercurrent of not telling the truth. Really, that's what Wilson's brand does. His posse. Right. And his people. So it's on the market. Yep. Just confirmation of what we've already known. Russell Wilson will not be back. You know, the only thing that's that's left for me that is even slightly intriguing, and it may not even be slightly intriguing, is is there enough interest that they could actually make a trade for him no. before they got to release him? There's no reason because you're trading for the contract. Right. Why would anybody trade for that contract? Yeah, you wouldn't. Especially knowing that the Broncos are picking up $38 million next year. Right. There's zero motivation to trade for Russell Wilson. Unless you feel like you have need. No, not, not even. Not even. Well, here's the thing. If you're telling me that there are two teams that really want him, that's one thing. But I don't think there are teams that are falling all over themselves No, I don't together. either. Right. And, and here's the other thing. I hate to break it to Wilson Camp here, but you're going to be waiting to find out where you might be going next after Kirk Cousins makes his decision mm-hmm. and the decision the Bears make with Justin Fields. Yeah. Russell Wilson will be the third domino to fall. Yeah. If he joins a team before Cousins makes his decision and before the Bears decide to do with Justin Fields, I will be floored. Yeah. We will talk more about this at the top of this upcoming hour, specifically with one team that appeared to be a good fit, but it seems like at least publicly through reporting out of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Steelers aren't even interested in him. With that, what do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? It is nice to be home if you are the Colorado Avalanche. And does the NFL have an age discrimination issue? That's coming up next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports.
Pony Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Wednesday, there's an auction for government computers, police evidence, general surplus, and more, featuring bicycles, workout equipment, golf clubs, tools, and more. Auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Okay, guys, just in case you missed it, nice to be back at home for the Avs as they got a 4-3 win over the Coyotes at Ball Arena yesterday. Devontae scored the game-winning goal in the third period, and both Nathan McKinnon and Jack Johnson had a goal and an assist. Uh, Avalanche are now 21-5 on their home ice this year. What did you think of the win over Arizona yesterday? Uh, Dominated. For a game they only won 4-3, they dominated. Um, McKinnon was unbelievable. He he scores the goal, and then the assist on the game winner for Taves. I don't know if you, you would have had to have watched the very beginning of how that play happened. He was just otherworldly. He is so much fun to watch, but um, pretty solid effort by the Avs against a team that curiously plays well against them. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, not, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think much of, of Arizona. But well, you really, should. They, 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 right. what, they went into this game on an eight-game losing streak. Yeah, they haven't been playing well at all. They're they're not good. Eight-game losing streak. Sometimes you give a team the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Right. Um. They are not playing well, talking about the Avalanche no. as a whole. Nope. They beat a team on an eight-game losing streak. Now it is nine. Um, if they weren't so streaky and so up and down, then I'd say, yeah, they, they did what they were supposed to do, and they did do what they were supposed to do. But I'm not going to be oh, get, yeah. getting all excited about finally beating a team like this. Yeah, I wouldn't hoist the flag and say, you know, no. calmer waters are ahead. They're go, still chopping. Go on, beat the Hurricanes. Oh, I'm beat Vancouver. How about Vancouver coming up, what, tomorrow night, right? There Tuesday night? That will be interesting. Yes. Now, they beat Vancouver. Again, it's only one game. Then they might go streaking the other direction. We'll see. All right, just in case you missed it, the Eastern Conference thumped the West 211 to 186 in last night's NBA All-Star Game, setting the record for most points in All-Star Game history. Uh, Damian Lillard won MVP with 39 points. He had 11 threes. And then Carl Anthony Towns had 50 points in the losing effort. Nikola Jokic finished with 13 points, nine rebounds, and four assists. Uh, what can the NBA do to uh, to maybe spice up All Star Weekend as a whole? I think Eric had a good uh, suggestion in hour number one. Make it the international against the United States, and, and automatically you get a little pride on the line. Other than that, I'm not sure there is a way to do it. And frankly, probably shouldn't be. Um, 
it's enough that these guys are all coming and celebrating the whole all-star thing, but you don't want something to happen to a player uh, for the last 27 games down the season stretch. I was nervous about it with Jokic playing here's last the, night. Here's the only problem that I can foresee with making it the international players against the Americans is that you got to field a team for the international players. Mm-hmm. And those guys may not necessarily be all-stars. I'll give you a good example. Jamal Murray's not an all-star, but you'd have to put him on that international team. So you're taking a spot away from somebody. And I understand that. What's a better game? International players against the Americans. But it wouldn't truly be an all-star game because you wouldn't necessarily have, because you got to fill out a roster yeah. for the international players. Sabonis, okay. Was he an all-star this year? No. He would be on that international yeah. team. Right. So you're kind of taking away from the feel of the best players in the game. That would be the argument against it. Even something else that they can do. Obviously, the best part, I shouldn't say obviously, the best part for me and for you, we talked about it in break, is the fact that you had Steph Curry against Ionescu. Yes. Right? Ionescu. That was fun. Okay. Next year, do it either, either, Ionescu and uh, Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark against Lillard and Curry. Yeah. That would, or make it like mixed doubles. Lillard and Ionescu against Caitlin Clark and uh, Steph Curry. That would be awesome. Wouldn't it? It was, to for me, the best part of the weekend was those two facing off. Ionescu was just good enough. And she had 26, which is what Dame had, and Carl Anthony Towns, and then who was the other one? They had, they had three guys that had 26. So she actually matched them, and it took Steph to to beat her. So well, let me give you another way to spice it up. Let me yeah, get, let right. me let me give cool. you another way to spice it up, because when they shoot the threes, they just kind of go around the rim, right? Start on the baseline, then you have to run across to the other baseline. Yeah. Then you got to run, you know, to the the right side of the arc, right? Yeah. Make them run a little bit. Sure. And that would be more interesting to me. You could do that too. Yeah. No question. Little You little are details. An, I- an ideas man. I am. Well done. Thank you. All right, just in case you missed it, uh, Nikola Jokic had some fun with Luka Doncic over the weekend. They were seen goofing off, uh, playing together really well in the game last night. Could you foresee those two playing together in no. the future down the line? I don't see how they would, would be able to convene. Unless somebody wants to play for nothing. Yeah, I mean, you're just talking about two guys making super max deals. So. Um, but it would be fun, and they're clearly good pals. Very clearly good pals. So, um. Happy birthday, by the way, Nicola. His birthday today. What is he, 29 now? I don't know. I have to look it up. I believe that it is his birthday today. Hmm. I'm almost positive. You guys look it up. I believe it's his birthday today. That was uh, Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. You can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. You want to redesign your entire kitchen. They have a staff that can do that as well. Plus, they have extra low pricing at their clearance center in Denver. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton again. You can find their clearance center in Denver. And yesterday is February 19th. He is 29 today. And yes, he is 29 29 years old today. Coming up after the break, um, 
there's one specific quarterback that could pique the Broncos' interest. Okay. This offseason. I'm not crazy about having him. Quite frankly, I'm not crazy about having any of these free agent quarterbacks. But I think this is a guy the Broncos would definitely take a look at. But after the news that came out over the weekend, do you really want him as your quarterback? Mm. That's next. Oh, this is- 